0: The Pro Wrestling Ball. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim, Tim Storm. Storm. Along with 300 photos from the, the independent scene. scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com Russellville. or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille. It's, it's where wrestling, wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling? comedy, and combat sports, then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do
1: you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the Five Three One, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform, as
0: well as YouTube.
1: Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to.
0: All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast with the man they call Dave and AJ Strange Brew. And so we're going to talk to you today, some AEW Dynamite. AJ, this was like one of the most fast-paced Dynamites in a while. And that's saying something.
1: This dynamo was absolutely incredible. I, I enjoyed 99% of it.
0: Oh, okay. I can't hear wait to hear what that small percentile is that you did not like. Let's start off with the first match, the Joker. We've been speculating about this for a while. We talked about Cesaro, Harry Smith. What a way Miro. to bring back
1: Kenny Omega.
0: We talked about Kenny Omega off air.
1: Yeah.
0: I did not see Johnny Elite.
1: No, but Johnny Gargano looked fantastic.
0: Johnny Gargano, yeah. They messed up under Twitter there. We talked about that. That's crazy. I would have liked Johnny Gargano better, honestly. But
1: Oh, I would have too, but he looked jacked compared to when I saw him in NXT. <laughs>
0: yeah, Johnny Elite, John Hedigan, great performance other than uh botch four fifty. But I thought it was solid, but at the end of the day, I guess for what they were trying to do, right? Have a surprise. But not, you know, have somebody that was we'd expect to win or be disappointed if they lost. I thought John Hennigan fit that role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is people keep saying botched four fifty. He did a great four fifty. He just didn't actually land on the person. But that's fine. <laughs>
0: I mean, that is kind of the goal. But <laughs> Samoa Joe moves on. We'll talk about his opponent later and where we see this going. I, I have a feeling we're looking at, I think he's going to go all the way. But we'll talk about that. He got, he did get jumped afterwards, too. He did. I don't think that's what play him losing, though. I think this is just a story for him to keep adversity.
1: I mean, it could be, but I don't see it. I agree with you. I think Samoa Joe's going to the finals just because I think they need Red Dragon in other areas. So
0: Then we have CM Punk out on commentary for the next matchup. Hangman Page versus Joe's going to murder me on this one. Kensuke takashita
1: yeah no that's actually pretty damn good
0: hey takashita so i thought he had a great performance i've been watching him on AEW dark and dark elevation i think he did one rampage too he's been looking great from ddt promotion i thought it was an outstanding performance but hangman got the win like he should use the gts Which I love the fact that Punk said he was flattered by that. He wasn't pissed off. He didn't play into that. And I also liked one other thing, too, I want to point out, too. Excalibur on commentary for putting over all the wins that Casita has and, like, all the people he's faced. Excellent. I thought it was a great job by Excalibur, and I loved Punk on commentary as well. And I thought this was a great showcase for Hangman.
1: I agree with you. I would like to say that you should probably stop trying to say the name. You've hit it right and now you should just let it go the more times you say it the more likely you are to fuck it up so just let it go at this point Excalibur did a great job he often does do a great job I don't think he gets enough comment enough credit to be honest with you in that three-man booth I mean Jim Ross is not what he once was I know he gets pissed off by people saying that on the internet because god forbid anybody actually critique anything that he does but since he is the god of play-by-play he's the greatest
0: professional announcer of all time in the pro wrestling business
1: absolutely
0: fuck you Gordon. Gordon (laughs) it's yeah. all
1: two. <laughs> my point behind that is is that i don't think x Gallery gets enough credit i love anytime they add cm punk to the booth he actually does a good job of calling the action and he doesn't focus on
0: putting himself over which is a cool thing yeah no i agree and i'm really looking forward to this feud and this match we'll talk more about that as we get to the top five of the week spoiler then we had limitless keith lee and shane sort of strickland versus the work anthony henry jd drake i like drake and henry I think they're a little underrated. I like to see them maybe get a push down the road. But this was a good showcase for Lee and Strickland.
1: Their finisher is fantastic. The pop-up powerbomb into the stomp. I do disagree with the nickname. I think there are limits to Keith Lee because he needs to just get a little bit better with his mic skills again. I thought he was better in NXT with his mic skills than he actually is now.
0: Interesting. He doesn't that voice. That seems to be hit or miss.
1: Yeah, and I actually like his voice. I think that when he, that when he does it correctly, he does it fantastic. I think that sometimes, well, one of the problems is swerve who's right next to him is really good on the stick so it can be tough
0: now ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs come out and then then we got christian with jurassic express come out and we set up a three-way dance for double or nothing what do you think about this are you excited about this
1: so remember when we talked about how i liked 99 percent of the show Yes. This is that 1% that I actually don't like. It's turning into a cluster. It's starting to get just a little too monotonous and it's starting to turn into a cluster. I know, I I mean, I have a feeling I know where they're going with it with both Christian and at times Jungle Boy showing irritation and showing what could be heel qualities. And and I get that you're building the storyline, but to me, the segment dragged a little bit and it was the 1% that if I'm going to nitpick, I
0: didn't like. What do you see coming out on top here at Double or Nuffin with the tag belts? To be honest with you, I'm hoping for
1: Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs to get the belts. Right. But I have a feeling they're going to put them on Swerve and Keith Lee.
0: Okay. After that, we ended up with...
1: Backley actually agreed with me
0: on that, so... Oh, Backley. I hear Hobbs is going solo soon, though.
1: To be honest with you, you could easily
0: turn Hobbs' face. Hobbs would be a good solo face.
1: You could very easily do with him what you've done with Wardlow, to be honest with you.
0: He always gave me Ron Simmons type vibes. You know, big, strong, athletic, African-American, spine buster, explosive. He also
1: speaks better than they give him credit for. I know he doesn't get to speak often because Ricky Starks is so good on the mic, but I've heard interviews and stuff not on AEW with Hobbs, and he's actually very good.
0: Then we had Chris Statlander and Red Velvet interviewed in the back to get ready for Friday. You want to pick a winner here?
1: I'm going to pick Stat.
0: Okay, I agree with that. No fight in here.
1: I know that it's loaded with baby faces, but I just got this feeling that they're going to do something with this new Stat look with her new look and with her new persona. And Red Velvet being part of the baddies, she doesn't actually need it.
0: Maybe she goes heel. MJF comes out with Sean Spears. We got Wardlow here to take his 10 lashes. And I'm like, Cody, he's no selling these at first, obviously pointing to the fact that he's such a dominant physical presence. Have you ever been hit by a belt? Not since I was a kid.
1: No, well, I I meant even as a kid. Have you ever been hit with a belt? Oh, yeah. So you know what it feels like to get hit with a belt. Oh, yeah, I also know what it's like to be hit by a belt. And though we were not the size of Wardlow, obviously, it stinks. Yeah. So to be able to stand there and no sell it, the, the thing that was impressive to me, he was able to no sell it with his face.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: you can stand there and bow up and take it with your body, but your face gives it away sometimes. So he did a great job of no selling it with his face.
0: Yeah, he did good.
1: Yeah, Backley, I, I see Backley down there again. Sorry, I like to talk to the guests. He's predicting Velvet That's- to win it. I don't have a problem with that prediction. I could see that happening with the interference. I, ju- I just have a feeling in my gut that they're going to do something with Statlander. No,
0: Actually, the playoff would back we saying, though, if Red Velvet does win through interference, and let's say she gets by Ruby Soho with interference, too, then she ends up taking Tony Storm on in the finals, and Tony Storm overcomes the interference. Tony Storm wins that Owen Hart tournament. It sets up Tony Storm for a match with Jay Cargill for the TBS women's yeah, title. It,
1: it, could say, it could be going in that direction to set it up, but also, if you remember Jade Cargill, and I know you fast forward sometimes, so you might not have seen this, yeah. Jay Cargill That's got into a it a little bit. With Chris Statlander also, so it could be going in that direction also, where she overcomes Red Velvet and then goes after the goes after Cargill.
0: And the words of Jay Cargill, AJ, cut this shit.
1: I can't believe we've put this much time talking about this. Yeah, hey, hey, we backtracked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Warlow taking these whips. Now, eventually, this sets up. He's no selling. We low blow him. We beat the shit out of him with Sean Spears, and we get great heat on him. The crowd is angry. The crowd's been loving this. They're totally invested in this. We talked about this before. This has to end with Lordlo going over him at the pay per view. I am interested to see how Lordlo beats him, Sean Spears, in the cage next week with MJF as the referee. But I'm sure that's going to happen. It's just
1: I don't see any way that he could actually lose this because if he loses, we don't get the match at Double or Nothing. Right, So I don't see any way. That I would don't be the see or nothing
0: because then we don't get them in the company. <laughs> right.
1: That would be the worst buildup ever.
0: <laughs> so but that that's, tells you how good this is written though. That tells you how good the storyline is though because we know what's going to be happening here, but we're invested.
1: Absolutely. And, and I'm as invested in this as anything. And I've read stories out there, to be honest with you, about people claiming MJF isn't happy, claiming that uh, I don't, buy, I don't it. buy it at all. These storylines are great. Yeah. Uh, I think some of these dirt sheets, unfortunately, are kind of buying into uh, the 2024 a little too much.
0: Yeah, no, I think f- fans online more per se are probably into that, and I—it's I, probably fun. But I think at the end of the day, I do think he'll go wherever is going to pay him. But I don't Mm -hmm. think, I don't think, I think he's just playing it up. And I think think he's definitely
1: not unhappy with the storylines. I mean, I think it's fantastic.
0: Tony Khan's very well aware too, if I had to guess. But after that, a little bit of a surprise for me. We got Rapungi Vice in the back and they're talking about they want FTR for the Ring of Honor tag titles. And they're talking about maybe getting those IWGP heavyweight belts and AEW tag belts. That's really nice. I'm glad they have goals. (laughs)
1: When's the last time I saw Rapungi Vice win something?
0: Uh, not I mean, they've won matches here and there, but yeah, I don't know. I, to me, I thought this might just be setting up a match with FTR for double or nothing.
1: Yeah, and I think that that might be happening. Hell, it might be even just setting something up for Rampage. But yeah, <laughs> well,
0: Rampage will be live that week before. That,
1: that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's, uh, I, I find it hard to believe that they're. I, I understand why they would want FTR on there, right. but I find it hard to believe that they're saying they're going, we really need Rapungi Vice on. Well, uh, everybody else might be booked already. So, yeah. Well, if they keep building eight mans and ten mans, yes, they might have everybody else booked.
0: Well, let's continue on here. We got Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. I really enjoyed this match. I like the fact that O'Reilly tried to start it That's off crazy. on the ground like a jiu-jitsu yeah. guy would. And then Phoenix, he's always on fire with his offense. In the end, O'Reilly gets the win with the submission, armbar. And I thought O'Reilly's a guy who's been protected in this tournament, and they've made to look really good here.
1: O'Reilly's transitions from move to move are so freaking good. That's uh, I'm looking forward to him and Joe. I, I think him
0: versus Joe could steal the tournament, to be honest with you. I agree. Yeah, I think Joe's going to go over it. I think, well, we'll talk about that coming up.
1: first. But, but yeah, let's, now, that being said, I would not be absolutely shocked if Kyle O'Reilly actually wins. Let's talk about over. that. we
0: get to the main event segment. All right. Next, we have Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society. I thought Jericho was on fire with this. I thought Jericho calling Rego a drug addict. I'm surprised he's still alive. I thought all his digs were great. And I thought Regal for a rarity was actually came off a little bit more like fluff. And that's very rare. Cause I love Regal, but I thought the toothbrush line was kind of, eh, almost something that I would expect them to say like WWE or a comical thing. But Jericho. Yeah, I didn't
1: like the toothbrush line at all. I thought I, while the visual itself is humorous the line just, I thought was dead. However, jericho did what all great heels do he told you the truth and shoved it in your face and i know a lot of people think that it was more of a babyface promo it wasn't it is pure heel pure heel is me taking the facts that you can't argue with and shoving them in your face so that you can't do anything about it
0: i i have to say i really thought chris came off like on fire here now anyway we set up a match for double or nothing I think it's called Arena <laughs> thing. So
1: well, we talked about let's wait a minute, let's talk about what we talked about off air here. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, the, the fans
0: actually, were excited for stadium stampede. And I yeah, went nuts it, for it. Yeah. And then Moxby said, We're not cut that shit. We're not doing that bullshit. And you know, we're wrestlers and entertainers. And the crowd was like, All right, hell with it. Fuck it. We're to whatever Moxie. We're so.
1: stupid. What were we thinking? And then they cheered for what's basically going to be the same damn match. Just call it something else.
0: I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it will be a little different, I'm sure.
1: Let's give some credit to some people, though. I like Daniel Garcia. I like what he does when he gets the mic. Moxley's always good on the mic. I loved Eddie Kingston's always rock solid on the mic. All of those guys are fantastic on the mic. Everybody in this segment did really well, except for one person, who's William Regal,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, who's normally one of the best. Yeah. yeah,
1: I also love the interactions between Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, sorry, Ryan Danielson and Eddie Kingston and how they obviously still don't get along because I love it when storylines make sense. Yes. They are lining up right now to team together because they're going against a common enemy, but they still don't like each other. I love that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, Moxley and Danielson have been getting along, and I hope they do because they got challenged by Dante Martin and Matt Seidel for rampage (laughs) tonight. And Matt Seidel cut a scathing promo on these two. And I can only imagine that this main event is going to get bloody tonight, and I have a feeling I'm looking at an upset. I say side down not-
1: Martin and Matt Seidel get back together.
0: Darius got hurt again.
1: Yeah, I know, but shouldn't there be yeah. some kind of storyline to put them back together and put them back as a team?
0: Well, they never really like had issues with each other. So
1: yeah, I get it, I guess, but whatever. Yeah. That's, a, that's just me nitpicking. I also, by the way, I hope and pray to God that Moxley and Brian Danielson can actually survive this challenge <laughs> and make it to double or nothing.
0: One can hope. Next, we had Dr. Brit Breaker versus Maki Ito. Maki Ito, she's hilarious. I actually thought she was really funny. yeah
1: Neither one of us are big comedy wrestler guys. I I think that's fair to say. And I like the fact that Maki Ito does the comedy, but she also sprinkles in legitimate moves that make you go, oh shit. She hits suplexes and stuff and bumps her ass off and does moves that still make you go, oh my God, somebody could get killed here.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan. But I knew once I saw her that Britt Baker was going oh, over. Going
1: over, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And after this, Tony Storm makes her entrance and stares down Baker. So we got a little stare down, setting up for next week. This is one of our semifinal matches next week. All right, it's kind of hard to know for sure, but I'm I'm going with Tony Storm.
1: Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I'm. I, I... It's, it's weird to me. Weird. How is this the semifinal? I just don't get that booking. Right. I don't get the booking on the other side either. Right. Because Ruby Soho is going to have to go against one of the other two, and even though I'm picking Statlander, you're going to have face versus face on the other t- side, and two of the biggest stars going head to head on one side. Right. Uh, it's just hard to understand here's, the logic. Here's
0: what I'm saying. They could do Statlander and Britt Baker. I could see that. And then maybe Statlander pulls off the upset. Because I I think we're going to have a baby face win these tournaments, is my guess. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. You could have Baker and Cole both win it, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you could you could have heel heel win.
0: That's what I like about this tournament so far, though. It's not been as easy to predict. There's been a lot of like potential matchups. So
1: I haven't been this befuddled by a tournament since I don't know WrestleMania when Ted DiBiase looked like he was going to win the belt, but then the Macho Man
0: won. And I just feel like Tony Storm. It's a great story, and she's got such star potential It coming to you know AEW, I think they should put her over. And this would be a great start. And I, I, I don't know. I kind of like the Jay Cargill thing. Actually, the more I think about it, of her get helping Red Velvet get all the way to the finals, and then Tony still overcoming that, and then we set up this like huge matchup because Storm is a bigger star, honestly, coming from WWE, and then all everything else she's done, and then she's you know hasn't lost it here. Well, I think technically,
1: team. even with Britt Baker still you know in the tournament, I think technically Tony Storm might still be the biggest star in this tournament. You could argue it. I, know right, you argue I think, uh, personally, to me, Britt Baker has done more, but Tony Storm has been a champion all over the
0: world. And, so, but, and, and if you want to get down to it, people aren't going to like the fact that I said this, but it's the truth. And I'm not talking about creative, but at the end of the day, WWE is a bigger platform. Yeah. So you could argue. Well, that well not only champion.
1: that, but Tony yeah. Storm has been, like I said, she's been a champion all over the world. She's now that's chips all over England, Japan. Be, Britt, so, Baker, Britt Baker was still relatively new when she came to and, AEW.
0: And, and also I do want to say, what always it's arguable too, though, is on that big platform, she mostly spent her time on NXT and NXT UK. And then when she did come to the main roster, she wasn't really used all the time. So it yeah. is very possible more people do
1: well. To and, be honest with you, the biggest star of the four might actually be Ruby Soho.
0: Yeah, she spent a lot of time on the main roster. Sure. But she would, you know, a different name, the way she was pushed. It's hard to say, but yeah.
1: Yeah, And then she um, hasn't been used since she got to AEW, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is very debatable.
0: It is. Well, anyway, they had her supposed to start off, and then Shivani comes in the ring, and more good woman's interaction here. Shivani's going to basically promote the pay per view. Serena Deep comes out. She tells She took, like, Shivani.
1: She took some solid shots here.
0: She told Tony Giovanni, you're an idiot. <laughs> you picked her. You ruined everything you ever did in the wrestling business. And then, oh, she t- she called out Dustin Rhodes at this point already, too. Now, wait and, a minute.
1: She didn't oh, only call out Dustin Rhodes.
0: I'm not done yet. Yeah. And she, she also did make mention that Jim Ross was the only one with brains around here, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, but wait a minute. She said, and I quote, I got breast implants because some dirty old man yeah
0: that That, she said that when dustin was out there because she was making a point that dustin you know everything i went through i had breast implants because of some pervert old man i had to shave my head you know everything i went through and yet you do that, it's a slap in the face, and then Thunder Rosa comes out, Dustin tries to hold her off, he ends up eating an elbow, well, she slapped him first too, yeah. and then she ended up, I can't remember what she, she slaps did in- exactly.
1: She slaps him, he eats the elbow by Thunder, Thunder Rosa, Rosa, and then Thunder Rosa eats the belt.
0: That's what it was, the belt, yeah. So, and then she's out. I thought it was great heat, and uh, I thought it was a great. a way-
1: belt, The belt holds up your pants, it's Chip. a world championship.
0: And I watched this show the next day, and this is the point where I realized that something must have been happening with the time because we went to Owen Hart and Adam Cole. I'm sorry, Owen Hart. Owen Hart tournament, Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy. And I realized that Cole didn't even get an entrance. He jumps Jeff Hardy, and this match is just on right away. And he got to the post-wrestling. I think it was, like they said, it was seven minutes. And basically, you know, Cole ends up getting the wind. And we got Adam Cole going in the finals. At the end of it, though, there was some more stuff. The Bucks came out. We jumped the Hardy Boys. And then Sting came out with Darby for the save. But they got the upper hand. And they ended up basically doing the Pimerizer type thing on Sting's leg.
1: They ended up putting the chair on there and ended up doing some damage to the old man's leg. So let's, I think- let's say our thoughts
0: and prayers for that young man. <laughs> I think They're set up An eight man tag here I would think Sting oh, Darby we need.
1: we need it Because you know The ten man tag's Not enough at double or nothing Let's fucking put together An eight man tag And call it a day
0: So Before we do to the top five Of the week Let's do the old heart finals tournament this is one of my top five anyway so let's just kind of compare because i love the way they've been booking this thing Absolutely. so who do you see going in the finals next week samoa joe o'reilly and then what do you see happening at double or nothing
1: i guess we'll do that one first i think that samoa joe's going over i think it's going to be joe and cole oh. and then i think cole's going to find a way to win this thing
0: maybe with the help of jay Lee full and everything. yeah right. and then
1: i and i believe that it's actually going to be Britt baker i know tony storm has been getting the better of them a lot i think tony storm somehow Britt baker is going to go over in this I think okay. it's gonna be Britt Baker versus Statlander, and I think Britt Baker is going over.
0: All right, top five of the week. I said we're doing top five stories a week. I did have the Owen Hart tournament in here because I just love the way it's been booked. Oh, so I far. love the way
1: it's being done too, so I have no problem with that being one of the top storylines of the week.
0: Another AEW note here, I wanted to put in here: the Hangman Punk storyline. Mm-hmm. I like this because I honestly I think this is the best so far since Hangman's won the title. This has been the best feud he's been involved in, in the sense that I have no idea who is going to actually win this. I'm leaning towards Punk, but I can honestly see either one of them getting to the win here.
1: I actually believe it or not, I think Punk is going to win. I would rather see Hangman win just because I think that it would really legitimize him. But I think that they're going to put, I think they're going to put Punk over.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think he's got. This is going to be one last run. All right. So, Hangman You're Daniel oh, Backley
1: with a great Yeah, Fred Rosser here.
0: versus Tom Lawer is number 1. I mean, yeah for those following New Japan, I they, they've been doing a good job building up that storyline. Rosser trying to overcome the odds of Team Filthy and we'll see if he can. But I also I want to put the unification tag titles match on tonight as one of my top 5. I'm curious to see where they actually go with this. The Usos versus RK Bro. I actually think this has been built up pretty good in a sense because they have pulled it away from us that, okay, we're finally going to get this match tonight, and I am kind of curious to see how this plays out.
1: I, I think that's going to be a good match. I think it'll be interesting. They've kind of drawn it out for a while. They've gotten a lot more out of it than I thought they were going to get. Yeah, but I am. I am interested to see how it plays out.
0: All right, last two. This is where I lean more towards stories of the week. Flair having one more match. I would not put this as one of my positive things because I'm concerned about a man with a pacemaker going to wrestle at 73 years old. But I am interested to see what happens. I'm interested in the fact this is SummerSlam weekend, and it'll be with StarCast and everything. I am interested that it's being promoted under Jim Crockett Promotions. So I'm really curious to see what we end up doing. I told you my theory, although you texted me last night that Ricky Steamboat apparently said that he would not want to be involved in
1: something like this. Yeah, he did a live stream where Ricky Steamboat said he absolutely is not doing it. He did get the offer. He thought about it for about a week, but he does not want to take away from what he has actually done in this industry and he doesn't want to he, the last time he wrestled, he looked good because he was training people. He had time to get prepared for it. He said he hasn't worked in so long. He does not want people to remember him that way.
0: Interesting. I just saw him at MLW recently. He was doing like a commissioner thing, so he didn't have to do a bump or anything.
1: But Yeah, yeah he yeah he literally <laughs> said, I, I don't want to take away from that final match. I, I'm very happy with the way that my legacy has ended.
0: Oh, good for him. My image, see what happens. We'll see what they end up doing to that.
1: I love that new promotion, by the way. The Authors of Pain, the
0: WES promotion. Yeah, they got Alistair Overeem from The Fight Word taking on Ron Strowman or Adam Sheer or whatever he goes by now.
1: But- the, announcer, the announcing team for them is actually god what's his name they've got coachman they've got jonathan coachman and then they've got matt from impact wrestling formerly of the wwe yeah there you go i could not remember his last name to save my life
0: but i think the big story of the week has to be sasha banks and naomi walking out and just the way that it was handled by
1: everybody From what I understand, they are not in Michigan tonight. There's somebody who saw Sasha. They were on a flight with Sasha Banks going to Minnesota, Minnesota, from Orlando to Minnesota yesterday.
0: And I was listening to Post wrestle today, too, and they were speculating. They had heard, I can't remember what their source was, but apparently it's been talked about that Naomi, his contract might be coming up to an end.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't look to see them tonight. I, I don't know where this is going. I haven't seen any real updates on it, but it, it's
0: not looking good. Well, before we close out, what, what's your top five? Was there anything well, you disagreed I, with?
1: I, I agree with a lot of what you said said there were some things that i actually enjoyed this week also i don't know if you saw impact wrestling last night
0: i runner her up i was going to put down eric young and josh alexander because i loved all the footage they had on young especially talking about his journey
1: and that and that's actually something that i that i was about to mention <laughs> i thought it was absolutely fantastic i think they're doing a great job of setting up eric young and josh alexander they've done a great job of setting up josh alexander with everybody he's wrestled so far quite frankly but I think that they're doing a great job again with this. And then Impact actually has another one of mine. This is actually my one of my matches of the week. If you get a chance to see it, it's Speedball Mike Bailey versus Laredo Kid. Absolutely fantastic match. Two of them tear the house down. Give that a watch if you if you haven't seen it.
0: I'll give one more too. Bunkhouse Brawl, MLW, the Von Ericks versus 5150. Now,
1: oh, yeah, there you
0: go. All right. <laughs> Working Fans Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in this week.
1: All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod and then as always please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm google Podcasts, spotify breaker overcast podcast radio public all your major platforms if you're following us on apple Podcasts, which we are also on now and youtube please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating it helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week